Chapter 19 Holding on when God says no God doesn't waste our pain For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us Romans chapter 8, 18 This may seem like a rather odd chapter title considering it's in the section Divine Keys to Answered Prayer However, I believe God is looking for those who will hold on and trust Him, not just when He answers their prayers the way they hope, but when He also says no. We must remember that no is an answer too. It's inspiring to read stories of faith and how God has answered prayers in miraculous ways in the lives of others. But if you aren't seeing those same kinds of answers in your own life, if you are dealing with some deep sorrow or crushing blow, or if you just feel that God is ignoring your cries, you may be tempted to despair. What about me, God? I've cried and prayed. Have you forgotten about me, you may ask? At times, we've probably all asked these types of questions, and so have countless other Christians throughout history. After all, while God delivered Daniel from the lion's den, there are other Daniels whom he's allowed to die. Just read Fox's Book of Martyrs and you will learn of many sincere believers who died for their faith over the centuries. Many are still dying today. Larry and Mindy, two of my friends from college, know what it's like to suffer loss and wonder about unanswered prayer. As missionaries, they have dedicated their lives to service. But life overseas hasn't been easy. Several years ago, their four-year-old son died of malaria. They prayed, they cried, but still there was nothing they could do. If that wasn't hard enough, just recently, Larry's father Michael, a mission pilot who has served the church for years, was killed in a tragic plane crash. I'm sure Larry's father prayed for protection that morning, just as he has every other day. Yet, for some reason, God allowed him to die, along with three of his passengers. Thankfully, despite these unexplained losses, this young couple continues to press on. We can't really make sense of these types of tragedies outside of heaven. We just have to trust God and hold on to His Word, knowing that we are just experiencing a small part of the suffering that Christ already experienced on Calvary. The Bible tells us, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when His glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. 1 Peter chapter 4, 12 and 13 While I've lost loved ones, I haven't dealt with personal tragedy as deeply as many I know. However, there are prayers I've prayed for over 20 years now that I still haven't seen God answer. But that doesn't mean I've stopped praying. There are also people for whom I've prayed for healing and sadly watched die. Honestly, I don't think that this side of eternity will ever be able to understand why God answers some prayers and others He seems to pass by, why He allows some to be healed and others to die, why He works marvelously for some and others He allows to walk through the valley of suffering and shame. 
But one thing I know, he doesn't waste our pain. As my friend Janet Page, who has dealt with personal tragedy, often says, if we surrender our sufferings to God, He will use it for His glory. Nothing is wasted in God's kingdom. The Bible tells us God stores all our tears in a bottle, Psalms 56 verse 8. And even through times of confusion, silence and loss, He is still at work in our lives. The story is told of a woman who struggled with unanswered prayer. One night, she had a dream in which she saw three other women kneeling in prayer. As they knelt, Christ drew near them. As he came near the first of the three, he put his arms around her as he bent over her with love and tenderness and spoke encouraging words in her ears. She smiled in response. Then he moved on. When he came to the second woman, he stopped and gently put his hand upon her bowed head, giving her a look of encouragement and approval. But no words of love were spoken. The third woman who was bowed in prayer, he seemed to pass by without so much as a word or a glance. The dreaming woman thought to herself, how much he must love the first woman. To the second one he gave approval, but not the same love. And the third woman must have disappointed him or hurt him deeply, for he did not even stop to speak to her or give her even a glance or a touch. I wonder why he has so much displeasure in the third. While she was yet in the dream, the Lord came and stood before her, speaking tenderly to her. O woman, how wrongly you have interpreted my actions. Let me tell you why I acted as I did. The first kneeling woman needs all the evidence of my love and tenderness to keep her feet in the narrow way. Without it, she would fall. The second woman has a stronger faith and love, and I can trust her to trust me however things go and whatever people do. The third, whom I seemed not to notice and even to neglect, has faith and love of the finest quality. And her I am training by quick and drastic processes for the highest and holiest service. You see, he continued, she knows me so intimately and trusts me so utterly that she is independent of words or looks or outward intimation of my approval. She is not dismayed or discouraged by any circumstances through which I arrange that she shall pass through or by the yet unanswered prayers that mark her way. She trusts me when sense and reason and every finer instinct of her natural heart would rebel because she knows that I am working in her for eternity and that what I do, though she knows not the explanation now, she will understand in the future. The Lord continued, I am silent in my love because I love beyond the power of words to express or of human hearts to understand. Trust me, my child, I have not forsaken nor forgotten, but I am preparing this woman and you for even greater blessings. Do you feel forsaken or forgotten by the Lord today? Know that you are not, even if you don't feel His presence. Rest in the assurance that He is near, for the Bible tells us that He will never leave us nor forsake us, Hebrews 13.5. Through sincere prayer, we are brought into connection with the mind of the infinite. We may have no remarkable evidence at the time that the face of our Redeemer is bending over us in compassion and love, 
but this is even so. We may not feel his visible touch, but his hand is upon us in love and pitying tenderness. It may be hard to imagine right now, but we are told, in the future life, the mysteries that here have annoyed and disappointed us will be made plain. We shall see that our seemingly unanswered prayers and disappointed hopes have been among our greatest blessings. Ellen White writes the following profound statement in regard to unanswered prayer. When we do not receive the very things we asked for, at the time we ask, we are still to believe that the Lord hears and that He will answer our prayers. We are so erring and short-sighted that we sometimes ask for things that would not be a blessing to us. And our Heavenly Father in love answers our prayers by giving us that which will be for our highest good, that which we ourselves would desire if with vision divinely enlightened we could see all things as they really are. When our prayers seem not to be answered, we are to cling to the promise for the time of answering will surely come and we shall receive the blessing we need most. But to claim that prayer will always be answered in the very way and for the particular thing that we desire is presumption. God is too wise to err and too good to withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. Then do not fear to trust Him, even though you do not see the immediate answer to your prayers. Trusting God even when we don't see what he's doing, is kind of like riding an aeroplane. I've flown a lot internationally, and I love the little screen on the back of the seat that tells me where we are as we fly. Somehow, for some strange reason, watching this screen brings me comfort. However, not all airplanes are equipped with this beautiful feature, so even when I can't see where we are, I have to trust that the plane is still taking me in the right destination and I choose to stay in the plane. That's what learning to trust God is all about. Although He doesn't always show us where we are or where He's taking us, we have to trust Him and above all, we have to stay in the plane with Him. If we don't, we are asking for disaster. <laughs>